Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. California's primary election is finally over. The top two candidates in races at the federal, state, and local levels will now face off in the November 8th general election. In San Diego County, about 34% of 1.9 million registered voters turned out. About 416,000 ballots have been counted, with an estimated 250,000 to go. The Registrar of Voters has a month to finish counting ballots, but some of the preliminary results are telling. Michael Smolens is a political columnist at the Union Tribune. Hi, Michael. Chrissy, thanks for having me back. Well, let's talk about the sheriff's race. Last time around, Dave Myers you know, put up a good fight against Sheriff Bill Gore. Uh, this time, he is third of the top three candidates. Does that surprise you? Um. A little bit, just because you know he had a, a lot of uh, strong support from. Well, he was endorsed by the Democratic Party, and he has a lot of support from the sort of the progressive wing of the Democratic Party. Now, both he and Under Sheriff Kelly Martinez, the leader, uh, are both Republicans turned Democrat. So there's some cross political currents there. Uh, he was the only candidate, I believe, when he ran four years ago against Sheriff Gore. Now, as we know that that. John Hemmerling, the former city prosecutor who's a Republican, uh, looks like he's going to be the one uh, to face off against Martinez uh, in November. Martinez won or finished first rather comfortably. I don't think there was a huge surprise about that. Um, you know, she sort of kind of had the uh, the image of the incumbent, even though she wasn't because she did run the department as an acting sheriff for a while. And she also had really broad support of leaders, uh, political leaders, community leaders across the board. Uh, so she's really the odds-on favorite going into November. Yeah, that's interesting what you said about Martinez and Myers. Republicans turned Democrat. Do you know what the reasons were? I, I don't really. I think, um, uh, you know, I, well, Dave Myers has been open about it, that that he is gay. And I think that, the you know, where the Republican Party was going on that issue uh, and others, uh, it was pre-Trump, but the, the party was heading in the, you know, Donald Trump direction before Trump. Uh, Martinez was more of a recent convert, and she has been pretty uh, circumspect as to why. I think she did mention that she did not vote for Trump. Um, you know, I, I mean, I have to assume, taking at face value, that there's just philosophical disagreements that they had with the direction of the party. Also, to be honest with you, for a political future in San Diego, I mean, San Diego, for us old timers, remember it was a Republican bastion. Now it's very Democratic. And, uh, you know, the, the whole city council is going to be. Uh, totally democratic, which is unheard of in San Diego history, uh, or at least recent history. So those things, I think, factored into that. Yeah, I should mention that, you know, as it stands, and again, the votes are still coming in, but Kelly Martinez has about 38% of the vote. Hemmerling has about 20, and Myers trails with 17.8. Well, let's talk about the 80th Assembly District. This is really interesting, too, because we have these two San Diego uh, former city council members, David Alvarez and Georgette Gomez. They were both listed on the ballot twice, you know, one to finish Lorena Gonzalez's term, the other to serve a term of their own. And interestingly, they're both leading in one of these races. What do you make of that? Well, it, it, it's comp- complicated and complex. Let's take the um, uh, the the uh, finishing the, the Lorena Gonzalez term. That's immediate. Uh, David uh, Alvarez uh, won by double digits over uh, Georgette Gomez. It had a very close primary a couple months ago. Uh, so he will be the the incumbent going into November, because they had that special election to fill that 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 uh, remaining part of the term, which just extends to the end of the year. 
you know, they're running in the normal election for a two-year term that begins in January. So that was the primary here in the general election in November. Now in that race, Gomez is ahead right now by about three plus points uh, over Alvarez. The interesting thing, I, well, there's a number of interesting things. One, the, the, the full term district is actually a different district than the special election. I know it gets confusing, but we had a reapportionment. They redrew the lines for all these districts. And so while they ran in the special election in the current district, they were actually running in a newly drawn district for the two year term. Now there's a lot of overlap, but there's some significant differences. And frankly, the new district may uh, actually be, be more drawn in Alvarez's favor. Now, we mentioned that Gomez is leading by a handful of points, but there were two Republicans on that primary ballot and combined, they received about 30% of the vote, give or take. Now, Alvarez ran as a business oriented Democrat. He reached out to Republicans, had some Republican support. So you have to figure, a fair amount of the votes that went to those two uh, candidates who didn't make the cut are going to go to him. So what I'm getting at here is that that even though uh, Gomez has a slight lead, I think the odds right now favor Alvarez in the uh, general election in November. Okay, thank you for explaining that. I was a little <laughs> confused as to well, how I, that happened. I hope I hope you were able to sort it out because it is convoluted. Okay, let's talk about San Diego City Council District 2, where incumbent Jen Campbell uh, faced a lot of challengers. As you predicted, she will make the runoff against Republican Linda Lukacs. Uh, what do you make of this race? Well, a couple of things. One, that, that uh, like the other council incumbents, um, Campbell did advance to the November election. However, um, Monica Montgomery Stepp and Vivian uh, Moreno both had between 70 and 60% support in their primaries. Uh, uh, Campbell was teetering right around 30%. So she was under a lot of fire in her district. She's got a lot of opposition in her district and she had strong opponents. The real surprise is that Lukakis is the one that she's looks like she's gonna be facing. Uh, most people were talking about Laurie Saldana, a much better known uh, political figure, a former assembly member and a real threat um, to, to knocking Campbell off. So it was a surprise in one sense, but not in another because Campbell is very supported by the political establishment, really both Democratic and Republican, and particularly Mayor Gloria. These folks organized some independent committees to, to you know, boost her. And what they did is that they relentlessly attacked Laura Saldana, while at the same time promoted uh, Linda Lukakis, um, which was sort of, you know, an, I kind of call it its legal campaign subterfuge, but they were able to you know, help, uh, you know, the unknown opponent actually beat Saldana and get into November. Now, what's going to happen is that all that spending is going to dry up and uh, Lukakis is not going to uh, get much uh, support. And frankly, uh, she looks to be a, a long shot in November. So basically, they were able to help select the weaker candidate for Jen Campbell. Interesting. How about uh, Chula, Chula Vista mayor? You know, this was an interesting one because it had so many current and former city council members, as well as, uh, you know, former congressional candidate, Amar Campanajar. How did that turn out? I think the, the surprise was that uh, John McCann, city council member, ended up in first place by so much. Uh, again, the, the votes are still coming in, but right now it's over 30%. And Amar Campanajar is right around 22%. And then Jill Galvez, uh, another city council member, 
is just a hair over 20%. So we still don't know who's going to, John McCann is in, but we still don't know who's going to um, uh, face him. It's interesting because McCann and Galvez are obviously city officials and, and you know, of Chula Vista. I'm not saying Amar Kampanajar isn't, but he ran in this East County congressional district and really identified with that area for a long time. But obviously he's done a good job in, in really, you know, building support in Chula Vista. But I think that one is probably going to go down to the wire and for, and we won't really know who wins that second spot for days or weeks. And in the 49th Congressional District, um, it's now overseen by Congressman Mark Levin, a Democrat who's challenged again by Brian Marriott, a Republican. Um, you mentioned it was a purple district and there were a lot of Republicans coming after Levin this time around, but he seems to have done pretty well. Yes. Yeah. I, he, he's in pretty good position for, uh, you know, a, a tough district. It's a swing district. Now, you know, again, you could look at the, the other Democratic uh, and uh, the one Republican uh, member of Congress, Daryl Issa. They all won easily and will get reelected very easily. Um, Mike Levin will face Brian Marriott again. It looks like a rematch. They uh, Marriott lost to him by a little over six points in 2020. But this time, as we were talking earlier, the the Republican headwinds are are, are going to be tough for for uh, Mike Levin this time. They were more Democratic trending years uh, in his first election in 2018, and then even in 2020. But uh, he might have a tougher time. Uh, he certainly may win, but that's going to be one of the key congressional districts in the entire state to watch. And how about turnout? Right now on the site, it says 21%, but of course, that's not counting some outstanding ballots. Um, as I said in the intro, it's expected to be in the low 30s. What do you, what do you think will happen? Well, I, you know, we'll see where the numbers go. I think that's probably where we'll end up. The registrar voters before the election predicted between 30 and 40%. I think 40 was very optimistic. Uh, if you get past the mid thirties, they'll be very fortunate. But primary elections are always lower turnout elections, certainly the general elections and mid-year elections are even lower. On top of that, they, there really wasn't a lot of interest at the top of the ticket. Um, you know, the governor's race, Gavin Newsom won, in, you know, won his primary in a walk and probably will in November. Uh, Senator Alex Padilla was in the similar position. So you, you didn't have those marquee races with a lot of drama. Beyond that, both the state and locally in San Diego, our, our elected officials have decided ballot measures should all go to November uh, when most vote, when more people vote. And that's made it difficult to find those kinds of statewide issues to attract you know, a lot of people on a common concern. Uh, there were, like I said, many interesting elections uh, individually and locally, but they're sort of siloed. Uh, the Chula Vista race, for instance, uh, for instance, the Chula Vista mayor's race, very interesting, but a lot of people don't really get too excited about that beyond Chula Vista and similar with like the District 2 council race. So I think that's why we didn't have uh, very much interest in this race in a broad sense. Okay, so the general election is uh, coming up later this year. What will you be watching between then and now? Now and well, then. <laughs> the, the, the November election is very consequential on a number of fronts. First of all, all these races that we talked about, except for the, you know, that, that special election in the 80th, um, haven't been determined. It just merely uh, selected the two people that are going to run in November. So A, November will be determinative on those fronts, but also because so many congressional districts are on the line and the similar thing where those will be determined, 
California is going to play a big role in whether Republicans take over the majority in the House of Representatives or not. And the Mike Levin district is one of those districts people will be watching. So the issues like abortion, gun control, um, you know, inflation, and even homelessness and housing prices will, I think, resonate more with people because uh, those that's when decision makers will have will be in office and will be held to, to try to deal with those. Whereas here, it's sort of the preliminary round. So you just didn't have people as excited or concerned at this stage. That's not to say that they're not concerned about those issues, but I think we'll see obviously better turnout and uh, just uh, more excitement and um, uh, anxiety, if you will, in the November election. Well, thank you for this rundown. Anything else you'd like to add? No, thank you very much, Christy. Uh, we'll, uh, I'm sure, talk again, hopefully before November, but certainly then.